Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your host, Tip Top Tim Fitch. And hi, and welcome to the next episode of the Construction Big Breakfast with me, Tip Top Tim Fitch, my colleague, Ben Pritchard, and our very special guest, Tim chapman right, yeah. from yeah. Asale Architecture. Yes, indeed, yeah. So, welcome Tim. Thank you. There's two Tims today, and of course, if you've been watching this uh, podcast, you know what happens next. I say, and Tim, what did you have for breakfast this morning? So my breakfast was uh, Rice Krispies uh, with chopped up banana in there and then I had a little bit of kiwi fruit and a little bit of blueberries but they were just the ones that my kids left over so, <laughs> so I can't de- declare that it was actually my breakfast but um, it, it all con- contributed to my breakfast. But, uh, fairly healthy though. Yeah, fa- fairly healthy but could be, could be healthier, could be healthier. And Ben, what did you have? Well, learning slightly from uh, the mistake last time, uh, I went for a bowl of porridge today to uh, try and warm me up after a very cold start to the day. It was cold this morning, and I, I typically I walk from Baker Street to yeah. here, which is a fairly long walk, and stop off somewhere for breakfast. And I've, I've been travelling for a few weeks. Before, just before I went travelling, I spotted this place going home one night. A restaurant called Denge, oh, which right. is Iranian apparently. Yeah. Outside, it had this sign saying full Persian breakfast available. So, this morning, I I had the full Persian, (laughs) which was a new experience for me. Um, I tell you what it consisted of roughly. Uh, It was two fried eggs, there was some uh, tomatoes and cucumber, uh, honey, which I didn't eat, people know. There was a a very interesting Iranian type of marmalade, which was really thinly cut. Uh, orange peel, masses of it, and not yeah, yeah. much juice. Ah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, really nice. Yeah, something I thought was lab, but I actually think it was probably whipped cream. Um, what else was that? Uh, a bit of cheese and this wonderful flatbread. Oh, wow. So that was quite a good experience, but something different. Yeah, very different. Yeah, didn't expect yeah. that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so, and you have full, to expect the unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the full Persian better than the full English? That's the question. I'd say. Um, they are culturally so different that you can't really compare. Yeah, you can't good, really compare. Good answer. Yeah. But, but the, bread, the bread was the real winner. The bread was the thing because it was it was a very, it was a lovely flatbread, quite salty, yeah. and uh, sesame seeds and sort of things like that. Nice, very nice, very nice. Yeah. Good, good. So, uh, so Tim, um, so the reason, um, or one of the many reasons we invited you here today was um, we were talking a few weeks ago yeah. about some of the uh, really interesting things that yeah. Sale have been doing. Uh, over the uh, last few years and how a lot of it is uh, really sort of pushing the boundaries of what architects are doing, yep. you're building things that haven't been built before, yeah. designing things yeah. that haven't been built before yeah. in, the, um, in the UK yeah. uh, and, and today was just a great opportunity to share more with us and our uh, sort of viewers and listeners, yeah. um, a little bit of how you're experiencing that, why um, so society and societal changes and technological changes yeah. are driving a sale and the industry um, yeah. to, towards that. So, yeah. um, so start very much as sort of open to you as to what your current experiences are and why you think that's happening. Yeah, I think I think some of the um, the items that we discussed um, a few weeks back uh, was 
related to some of the new products. You know, uh, for I've worked at a sale just short of 13 years now, and sort of predominantly, you know, the, the, the first eight years was focused just on residential. And it's really that change um, of how people are living. And a large percentage of that is obviously affected by technology and the way um, our, the way we live is very different. Uh, one of the new key clients is a company called The Collective, who um, are a co-living um, uh, provider. And we do, we've got the three schemes with them uh, currently. Um, uh, one uh, that's um, just gone into stage four, another one that's going into planning at the end of this month. And what it is, is it's, um, it's the, the, the basic concept is really like a house share, uh, but I would say it's almost a house share on steroids, uh, because what it is, is everyone gets a room, uh, similar, to, similar to a hotel room, which has a little uh, kitchenette, um, a bathroom, or you know, a shower room, and then off, off that is just the best types of amenity space. I had a tour um, a couple of weeks ago in the Canary Wharf um, office, uh, which had which has got one of the highest swimming pool, if not the highest swimming pool in in London. Uh, libraries, uh, we workspace on the ground floor. So it's a real, uh, you know, the the amenity offer games rooms, uh, DJ rooms, and they have what's also called like a communal kitchen, uh, where everybody you can. I think there's up to forty people can cook at the same time. Cool. So the sense of the sense of community and the way that sort of uh, technology has uh, created this um, uh, platform where people live, and what they also offer is um, a, a a series of events through the week. Um, they also have an app which shows that uh, these these events, and also you can plug into the community. So that that one I think has just over seven hundred rooms in there. That building is not pure co-living, it's a split between co-living and uh, hotel use um, and the hotel guests get to share all the uh, facilities uh, together. But it's, it's those series of events that they put on um, uh, and that's, that's uh, uh, developed through, through an app and people use the app and that, the sense of community. And it was a concept that was uh, devised and I think it was really for millennials. Uh, the younger younger uh, uh, group, but it's interesting how um, I think in the, one of their old common uh, facilities at the moment they've got um, uh, two residents that are over sixty years of age. Uh, you've got a, a group of people who are sort of you know forty to fifty. So there's a real mix in there, mm. and um, it's I think I think for us as well technology and the way that people have started looking at how they live and how they want to live. Um, it's not all about you know getting to a certain stage in your life and buying a property. People want to live in a period of time in their life where they can move around. And what the collective are also doing is they're spreading this internationally now as well. So they've got a facility in, in New York, uh, they've got two coming forward in Berlin um, and they're just spreading across Europe and, and into America. So you can go and stay for let's say three months in one of their London facilities and then you can uh, make contact with the, uh, the New York office within about 24 hours you'll have a room that's arranged for you and you can stay there you know from three months up to two years 
And these are serviced, I presume. They are serviced, but it's the light service. So I think um, they change, you know, bedding mm -hmm. and um, a cleaning room. I think that's every two weeks um, on a facility like that. But it's just the amenity offer. And a lot of people, as you can imagine, again, with technology, who um, are young upstart businesses, um, you can live upstairs, come downstairs, work in the wee work area. And then there's rooms like this that you can rent out as part of that. So if you have a small business but you want to have a meeting with 10, 15 people, um, uh, you can you can accommodate that. Um, so it's, it's, it's just part of our experience at the moment is the way that technology has affected the way people want to live as well. I have to say, you think of what I'm thinking? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I often want to urge you to. But do you think the they're going to open the place up in Toronto because that sounds exactly the sort of thing we have. Well, because we are, we are a, <laughs> you, you said upstart business, yeah. which is, I suppose that's what we're going to be yeah. in Toronto, isn't it? So um, that sounds exactly what we need. We yeah, need to have a week where we're yeah. Ben and I can stay a couple of weeks. Well, away. exactly. Last time I saw Ben, I was, I was uh, doing a, a visit to Chile uh, in South America to. Um, uh, was invited, went to do a talk one night about co-living and also because uh, we do a lot, a lot of build to rent um, in the office and uh, someone invited us to go to um, uh, an expo there and um, talk about co-living and got to meet lots of different people from different backgrounds and one of the chaps that I met, he was also an architect, owned his own architectural practice but he also had a side business uh, which was quite a big business of developing you know, that, that side of things and um, he was already saying, you know, built to rent, the built to rent market is quite, quite a big market in South America and uh, they're dealing with clients like Greystar um, at the moment which is, uh, they're quite active in London and um, uh, he was saying, you know, there's, there's already talk, there's already buzz of this because it's just a different way of living. And I, I know myself, the first time I moved to London, if there was an opportunity like that, because there's a ready-made ready community mm -hmm. for you to move into. And it's just those other, you know, like the programmes that they run, the yoga classes, you know, they have an in-house gym. Um, with the master master chef kitchen, they have uh, guest chefs come in and teach how to cook different things. Um, one of the the guys that worked there um, was telling me they had a taco and techno night in the kitchen. So, uh, there was a DJ in the corner playing techno music, and everyone around was, you know, making tacos. Um, Sounds awful. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's something that I'm. Um, very interested in at the moment and lucky enough to be working with one of the world leaders uh, with, with, the, with the collective team and it's one of these products that's constantly evolving at the moment and obviously with a, a site like that when we develop a site like that it's um, uh, they're usually very close to transport nodes um, so there's no real desire for you know uh, cars so the majority of these people who are living in there even, and the average stay um, is around about 14 months uh, per I don't know, yeah. average per person. So they sort of live in these facilities and uh, don't require a car, live close to transport nodes, have lots of bike storage to try and sort of, you know, promote that side of things. Um, a bike store, Brompton storage and all, and all of those uh, uh, type of added facilities. Uh, that allow people to live, you know, uh, quite a sort of uh, an active life. But also, if if you've got the hotel side of things, 
all of the people who come and stay at the hotel can also share all of that, all of those um, amenities and facilities. So it's, you know, it's quite exciting. We're lucky enough to have an interiors department, a uh, sale and also a landscape department. And um, they're, the, the collective, we're using all of those uh, to help bring together a, you know, a scheme um, which, is, which is great for us because it allows us to sort of you know, consider all of these aspects for, you know, right from the early stages. So the, um, so the, the technology bit of it, it's not just sort of affecting sort of how people use it, but it sort of in allowing what you design and build and in terms of sort of outperforming the norm in terms of a sustainability point of view as well, yeah. all of these ones that you're looking at, yeah. they're very high standard. Yeah. Well, one that we're working on at the moment, which has been submitted in November, um, we have also, we have, I'm, I'm not sure whether you're aware Ben, but we have an in-house, well you probably are actually, um, an in-house uh, sort of well-accredited um, uh, expert, um, Ben Shannon. Well, he's one of the only ones in the UK. He's one of the only ones For those like myself who are a bit ignorant, yeah. what is well-accredited? So, um, so I'd love Ben to be sitting next to me now to give you a better explanation, well, but I'll give Ben you doesn't know this yet, yeah. so... Oh, is he, coming, is he coming for a I haven't podcast? asked you yet, but you're on the list of potential. <laughs> um, and he, he, will, he will give you a lot more detail. But it's basically assessing a building uh, on, a, on a, a, a set set of criteria to make your life living in that building better. Oh, that's interesting. So he's, he's literally written the book. Um, so yeah, he's written yeah. a book over the last uh, couple of years that was published. Uh, last year, maybe a little bit earlier, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. there's a copy of it, I think Sarah has it at the moment, yeah. um, that he published for Reba with Reba, mm. uh, all about, re again, pushing the boat out how materials change the way an individual interacts with buildings, yeah. how it makes you feel, things like this. It's really interesting, really Water, clean air, uh, natural light. Yeah, it's all coming into play. I've never heard of that. Yeah, well, it's, well it's, quite yeah. A new, it's quite a new thing, and... Um, it was interesting that the, the collective were already um, uh, interested in it and it was just by pure luck that we sort of, you know, said, well, we've got somebody in-house who deals with it. So they will, um, once that one pushes forward, they will probably be the, the first well-accredited sort of co-living facility in, dare I say it, in the world, but, but certainly in the, in the UK. Um, so they're, they're really open to the sustainability items. One thing we've got to try and persuade them of at the moment um, is uh, modular construction okay. and technology. Uh, we've got, again, we've got some in-house experts who are dealing with this on a couple of projects at the moment, especially with build to rent. It's something that uh, we're looking at uh, because, because a lot of these things that we're looking at now are a rental model. Um, the um, the each speed of construction, and obviously you know with the with the modular side of things, you know it's, it, it can shave six seven months off the program. And what's your preference for modular? Is it volumetric or flat pack? Well, it's interesting because uh, the 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 volumetric um, is something that we're looking at on a number of projects at the moment. And um, the problem is, it's, there's not many providers in the UK. Um, so it's difficult uh, because obviously everyone wants to look at it and understand the numbers related to it and the speed and efficiency and all of those type of things. But when it actually comes to a, a program moving quite quickly towards that, there's very few providers who can produce the modular units. So companies that we work with, like Legal and General, they bought their own factory and have produced them. But I think even my understanding is even they, they it's, they're finding it difficult to produce 
the quantum that, uh, that's required. So it's one of those things that really just needs to sort of gather momentum and uh, for more people to sort of plug into it, uh, for it to become more uh, more affordable and, and more people producing those. Yeah, uh, you still need that guaranteed throughput, don't you, and the skills yeah. to operate the factory, yeah. make sure at all, which is sort yeah. of the, the struggle. But someone said to me the other day, you know, what would you rather do? Would you, you know, if I give you a kit of parts to build a car in a windy, rainy field, or you know, give you a nice sort of um, uh, warehouse environment with heat and everything? You know, you look at the comparison and you look at the workforce of what they need to deal with on site and the elements that they need to deal with, and uh, putting it inside and you know, just 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 the process. When you go, we've been on a couple of uh, site visits to the factory. When you look at how it's produced, it's quite, it's quite impressive. But from the work that we've done, and it's, I mean, it's not just here, it's uh, also in Canada. Yeah. For reasons which are obvious, these yeah. factories are often, they're away from the southeast often, they're in yeah. places where it's not easy to get yeah. the right level of labour. Yeah. I think that's what one of the problems Legion and General have had. Yes. Um, I think the majority of um, uh, factories are in the north, north of England. Because um, the other thing as well, you've got to think about the transport, you know, bringing these um, elements, you know, and the majority of that construction is happening in London, or that type of construction is happening in London. So it's, you know, thinking about the transport of getting these from, you know, uh, one end to, to the other. So it's, um, again, if you're looking for somebody else uh, for podcast and, and modular, um, uh, Alex in our office um, is the, the guy that you want to speak to. He'll bring lots of fancy models as well. To, to <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we should have an offshoot of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, so it's, uh, you know, when, when, when we discussed doing the podcast and you talked about technology, uh, you know, this is really my experience of how things have changed within our office, you know, uh, on with the built to rent side, the different types of products as well. And we've got um, a, um, a transport consultant that we deal with regular, regularly called uh, Vectos. And uh, they came in uh, a couple of weeks ago. And unfortunately, I missed the CPD, but it was about transport. And I think... You know, when, when you think about the types of de development that we're doing at the moment and the impacts on, you know, electric cars, mm -hmm. you know, in the not too distant future and the effects on them. Like I had a pre-app yesterday, I won't mention where it was, but uh, they wanted almost, it was a scheme of over 500 units and they almost wanted one for one parking. So we were trying on quite a small site, let's say. Um, to uh, generate 500 car parking spaces. In central London? No, uh, slightly outside, and that's why. Uh, we're, it makes we're, a bit more sense. Then. Yeah, we're, we're, we're submitting a scheme next week in Richmond, which is a car-free scheme. Um, so that's over 400 units, but that's com completely car-free. And, you know, like I say, when you go a little bit outside of London, you know, they've still got this uh, mind that, um, and this, when I, when I say this project is literally on the train station and literally on the bus station, but they still want 500 car parking spaces. You know, we, we should be really de designing now and the council should be really sort of taking into consideration what how that shift is going to happen uh, with electric cars. And also the decline, I think, as part of their uh, the, the information as part of their CPD that they provided which I read through, they were saying the decline now in people applying for driving licences. Yes. 
he's massive. Yeah. The number of drive masters have peaked. Yeah, he's, he's, he's dropping away. I think I also read that um, in the last nine years in, um, I think it was in San Francisco, um, uh, there's been a 20% uplift in people ditching their cars and just using Uber. Uh, so car sharing facilities and, you know, it, it was interesting. We looked at Psy maybe two or three years ago, which was, you know, sandwiched in between almost two dual carriageways. And uh, you think about the pollution in that area and also the noise. And then you think about that in 10, 15 years from now. And those sites which are, you know, going for, you know, pocket change, let's say, because of the environment they're sitting, that's going to be a very different environment in 10, 15 years. So it'll be interesting to see some of that land stock that people just avoid at the moment for those reasons, to see what 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 the effects are, you know, with a, with electric you know electric cars in the future. With the uh, the sort of the co living yeah. um, stuff, especially like you say, it's very geared towards millennials. Yeah. And millennials want that social mobility. Uh, they want their ability to sort of drop in, have the amenities, and go away. Whereas previous generations, it's all been about. How do I get onto the housing market? How yeah. do I buy my first exactly. house? And exactly. then sort of grow there's, from there. there's, there's been a real shift in that, yeah. And, and even sort of, and, and the shift has been fairly quick because you know, built to rent happened yeah. and that grew, yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got the co living stuff yeah. growing and growing and yeah. growing. Do you think this is a short term thing, or do you think this is almost the answer to the housing? No, I think, uh, I don't think it's a short term thing. And I think um, it's, for me, it's always about um, options. You've got options available there. You know, when when I was um, finished university, and then it was like, you know, I was thinking then about when I would, you know, look to buy a house. And um, I think the opportunities now for um, when I see the younger members of staff in our office and trying to understand what type of deposit they need to generate and live in London. And um, that opportunity of buying your ho home is, you know, very difficult. And also, uh, there's been a real shift from from different people that I spoke to. They don't necessarily want to have something that ties them down. They might want to do a year in London and then a year in New York or go to Europe and spend a period of time. And I think what, what I like about it, it might, it's not right for everybody. What I like about it, it gives you op 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 options, you know. Um, it's not just, I've got to buy or I've got to rent. Um, it gives you the opportunities of, you know, uh, maybe renting short term, you know. And if, you're, if your life changes um, and you just need, you've got a short stop gap for three to six months, you can go into this type of facility if it's not right for you. You know, you can look at a more and more permanent facility. So, it, uh, for me, it just gives options. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I know if, as a younger man, if I, uh, when I was a younger man, if I'd have had that as an option, I definitely would have been yes, so there. Because it, it's, it's funny, you know, I'm reflecting, I was uh, someone who's, from the work, you know, nearer to 60 and 50, yeah. that you, you need less stuff nowadays, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I mean, your phone, yeah. That replaces your gramophone, yeah. doesn't it? And all your records yeah. and your alarm clock and yeah. all the other stuff. Yeah. You, you, you can move around yeah. much easier. Yeah. You need you probably got the same number of clothes. Yeah. But the the other clutter, yeah. you don't need it, no. do you? No. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really interesting. They um uh so the gadget show, uh, which is on channel five these days, but it's fifteen years old and they did a fair comparison about what they reviewed 15 years ago ah, really? that is now all in the new <laughs> iPhone and yeah. it was ridiculous. Just this it's just mass, all condensed yeah, into yeah, one. Yeah, the, you know, yeah. the, the Sony 
uh, handheld video camera with its mini disc and two megapixels. Yeah, we thought it was saying the hours at 15 years now. If you're moving, as you say, like the millennials might want to go four months here and five months there, that sort of thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean they can't TV about anymore, do you? No. No. If your lap, yeah, you know, if your phone isn't good enough, your laptop is. Yeah. It? Well, it's exactly. Just, so exactly, it's all it's all being condensed down. But it, uh, what I find uh, most interesting about the co-living as well is that um, you know that sense of if you wherever you move from, you you move into a major city. You know, if you don't know anybody, you know, mm. uh, you can come in and you can quite quickly you're within a community. I know you can have that probably in a house share, but it's a little bit more condensed. At least in this type of facility, you can get lost in different parts of the building, and. Um, I think the loneliness side, you know, and when uh, Ben, you know, comes in and talks about sort of well-being, that that side of uh, things, I think, uh, just gives people, you know, just removes some of that, and I think that's why some of the older generation. I, I was about to say some of the other interesting stuff that you're doing. So co-living is very much like, say, geared at millennials, even though yeah. you're finding some older um, generations coming in. But you're also looking a lot at the late living side of yeah. things, uh, and as people are living longer, better yes. sort of lives yeah. in their old age, there's yeah. a, a need for different yeah. um, environments for them as well. It, it is, and uh, interestingly enough, um, part of, uh, again, one of my colleagues, Rory, can come yeah. in and talk about this. So um, as you've all heard of sale, the yeah, so that's three you all have to come That's three on the list. Um, and um, again, he can, he can talk um, in a lot more depth, but um, uh, what the concept is, is um, most providers for senior living look within a mile radius of the high street for obvious reasons. Um, what Rory's been looking at and mothers um, in the office is now how technology has affected the high street, as we all know how it's affected the high street. You know, it's trying to get uh, residential dwellings and, and people living in the high street, so then it will reactivate um, those areas. So one of the concepts we're looking at at the moment is a sort of senior living um, option on the high street. So you sort of have almost a cafe type library entrance uh, that you come into and then you go through. Again, it's a similar concept to the co-living, but for a, a slightly older uh, generation. You know, that, that, that side of things is, um, is, ga is gathering pace as well. Well, Tim, yeah. I have to say, we've had a fascinating discussion. Yeah. We started off talking about millennials and co-living, yes. now we're talking about old times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through all generations. And it's, it's fascinating to understand how the development world yeah. is, is working out yeah. what the future's going to look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other side is very appealing. Right. Mm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to being old. Older, <laughs> yeah. But I'm quite excited for the younger generation that you know these sorts of facilities are being because they sound like great places to live. Yeah, yeah sort of like yeah. student living plus 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 it is, plus. It is. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so that's been a really fascinating yeah. discussion too. Yeah. Very pleased that you could find the time to come and see oh, us. No, I enjoyed it. And uh, well, I hope uh, our viewers enjoyed this podcast, uh, the latest episode of the Construction Big Breakfast. And please tune in. Uh, the next one will be in a couple of weeks' time. And goodbye. Invent offers business strategy consulting. We help you rise above the mediocre and cement your business into your clients' long-term plans by analyzing your business and then formulating a plan to implement proven techniques to improve its long-term performance.
Visit us at www.invent.com today to see how we can help. Thanks for joining us this week on the Construction Big Breakfast. Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating. Or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.